Hello and welcome back to another episode of Mindset Magic. I am your host, Andy Colleen, and I am an entrepreneur, life, and mindset coach. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking a little bit more about how you can learn to work with yourself and what actually happens when you learn to do that. So the concept of working with yourself used to be one that was pretty foreign to me, especially when I was in the phase of my life of really craving more self-discipline, more change. I wanted to achieve certain goals and they weren't happening. And even when they were, there was constantly that next kind of place I needed to reach, something I needed to do differently, all of these things I needed to change, right? And so if you're in a place right now where you're working towards a goal, there's something that you want to accomplish and you have found it pretty difficult to get yourself to take consistent action towards it, I want to introduce this concept to you because usually when we want to make a change in our life or we want to achieve something different, it stems from that place of not being kind of happy with who we are and what we're doing in that moment, right? Naturally, if there's something else we want or something else we want to achieve, we want to grow, there is something about us that we're going to be looking at to change in that. That's part of the desire to make it to that next place. And usually that's the sole driver for a lot of people when it comes to accomplishing goals, working towards things and all of it, which is why introducing this concept of working with yourself in the kind of path of achieving your goals is something that I've found so helpful. So for a lot of us, our entire lives have been kind of built around the fact that we're not good enough as we are with where we're at right now, right? All of the marketing in our our world today comes at us and is basically just saying, you need this to be happy, you need this to be thinner, you need this to have that career, or you need this to be successful. And when we get all of that kind of inundated marketing in one front, right? Like constantly being hit with this message of you need more, more, more. You need something else, else, else in order to be whole or in order to be good. Then we start to kind of subconsciously take that on ourselves, right? We aren't okay as we are. We do need something else. The reason we're not fulfilled, the reason that we're not settled, the reason that we don't feel whole and okay and happy and alive and free where we're at It's because we feel like there's something else that we do need, right? There's something we're missing. And anytime we get to that point of feeling like we're like we're missing something, that's where the real like scarcity starts to come up, right? That's where lack starts to come up. We've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but the energy of scarcity and the energy of lack are two energies that are really disheartening. They're not, they're not going to serve you, right? They don't feel good. They make you feel like, you know, you're missing out and you're not going to get something and you're not good enough. And they really start to eat away at your self-worth and self-worth is that core pivotal, most fundamental concept that we need to be able to lean into and grow for ourselves in a holistic way if we ever do want to accomplish these things that we really want to accomplish, right? Because self-worth is kind of the driver of all of this. All of the things we think we're worthy of, all the things that we think we're capable of, the actions we take, how we feel, all of it. And so when you're in that energy of scarcity, that energy of lack, feeling like you need something else outside of you, a lot of us also think that we need to change who we are in order to be like that in order to be that person. And if we become that person who has that thing or that goal or is that way, then 
we're going to feel happy, we'll feel fulfilled, we'll feel, we'll feel free, all of it. And that's where the reverse kind of needs to come into play, right? Because even when you hear that, doesn't that make you sad? Like sitting where you're at right now, don't you just feel sad about the fact that you're not good enough as you are, right? That in itself is going to eat away at your self-worth. You're essentially looking at this pattern saying, wow, you're right, I'm not good enough. And whenever we feel like we're not good enough and we feel like something is out of our control, we need to like change something in order to get it. Well, then automatically we're creating a space and time gap between us and the thing that we want. And so this is when I'm going to introduce this concept of working with yourself, right? Working with yourself is the idea that nothing you actually do or the way you actually are, it's not wrong, right? Nothing about the actions you're taking says anything about you as a person. It doesn't mean anything about you. Usually we don't believe that because we've already made it mean something about us. So it's this idea of accepting where we are at right now and starting to really love ourselves and how we act, how we do things, how we feel, all of it in the moment before we look to change anything about us. And actually using those things that are unique or different or special about us as kind of the way to make the change. So let me explain that a little bit more because I think it might be kind of confusing and intangible. If you are someone that, let's say, stays up really late at night and doesn't get work, like doesn't work really well in the mornings, right? Likes to sleep in, just doesn't do it. Working with yourself would learn to kind of like maximize that pattern, right? Like maybe you do end up just like creating a schedule where you could sleep in a little bit more. Maybe you do end up creating a schedule where when you wake up in the morning, you don't have anything right away where you have to work on really, like really well. And that might not be your life situation right now. Like right now you might be in a job that requires you to get up at 8am every single day and work or even earlier. And that's just not serving you. So working with yourself will look like, how can I find a job that actually works with how I am? How can I find a job that actually molds to the way that I just am being? And whenever we do that, whenever we kind of flip the script and ask ourselves, how can we work with ourselves? The funny thing that ends up happening is that we end up finding a little bit more self-acceptance for who we are and where we are at and the habits that we have right now, right? We end up developing kind of that understanding for ourselves. And starting to remove the judgment because when we try to figure things out like a puzzle, the judgment kind of falls away, right? Because we're just looking at the characteristic and saying, okay, how do we work with this? It's a new strategic problem. And whenever we move, we take judgment away, that's when the acceptance comes in and the understanding comes in and that acceptance and understanding turns into self-love. And as you learn to love yourself, you also learn how to value yourself, right? Your self-worth goes up. And when your self-worth goes up, what ends up happening is that the patterns that you have and the normal habits and actions you take actually change the byproduct of that, right? And so the interesting thing about it, and I got this example from someone else, is that a lot of people will kind of learn to work with themselves like, oh, okay, so this is just how I do things. This is just like the way that it works. And sometimes those patterns end up changing once you actually learn to accept them. And you realize that part of that pattern was the fact that your body had developed it from a lack of self-worth rather than a surplus of self-worth, right? And that's the whole idea behind 
working with yourself is what actually would happen if you stopped making everything that you are doing right now wrong because everything that you're doing right now that is perceivably wrong has only been dictated or deemed wrong because someone else in the world at some time dictated it wrong and then a bunch of people agreed with it and that just happened to be the way that you subscribe to the idea but There's nothing in this world that is always wrong and always right, right? Like wrong and right are just constructs. They're just ideas. Like the pure idea of right and wrong is not really argumentative. They're just concepts that we can kind of apply as we need. And this kind of goes with the idea of working with yourself. Use the fact that these words are just concepts. They're constructs, right? They're conceptual. We can move and shake them to work with ourselves to find an idea that works well, that makes us feel good, that makes things feel a little bit more flowy. And at the end of the day, That's what we're looking for, right? Because when things feel flowy, when things feel good, we feel good. We feel valuable. We feel happy. We feel at ease. We feel free. And so start taking that concept now and asking yourself, where in my life am I trying to fight myself, right? Maybe it's your health. That's a really easy one where people say, oh, I need to lose weight. I guess I have to go to the gym. I have to eat vegetables. I can't eat sugar, right? We have all of those have tos and those can'ts and those things. But what if you actually just removed all the have tos and said, okay, I'm willing to stop judging all of the decisions I make around my health. I'm willing to stop labeling every single health decision that I have made so far. When I decide that I'm going to eat at 11 p.m. at night or that I'm going to not be able to intermittent fast because I get too hungry in the morning, and instead of eating at you know 11 at night or breaking a fast or whatever it is, I'm being kind of like mad at myself and judging myself even in the moment, right? Feeling guilty as I'm eating. I'm just going to say it's okay. I'm actually going to practice telling myself It is okay for me to eat right now. Everything is good. No matter what I do, it's not wrong, right? And you start to learn to kind of remove the judgment. Everything is okay. Sugar is okay. Not going to the gym is okay. Eating vegetables doesn't have to happen right now if I don't want them. Carbs are okay. Protein's okay. All the things are okay, right? Like just kind of bringing everything onto that neutral playing field. That would be the first part. Well, then what do I want to do? If it's all okay, and I'm going to do it anyway, right? Why am I feeling guilty about eating it? And deciding that if I'm going to eat this candy bar right now, I'm going to first, I'm going to eat the candy bar, but I'm going to first choose to see it differently. I'm going to choose to see it as just what it is. I'm eating a candy bar. And then, dare I say, (laughs) even see it as a positive. Wow, I'm so excited to eat this candy bar. It just makes me so happy. Doing our best to remove the guilt in the situation. When you do that for long enough, it's interesting what usually happens when you're like truly practicing removing guilt from those decisions you're making. Because a lot of times when we remove the guilt, which is kind of the worst part of the whole experience for us, we find that the decisions we make are a little different. We don't end up eating that candy bar because we realize, oh, we don't actually want that. It doesn't mean anything about us and we can have that at any time. We don't actually want that, right? We can actually just work with ourselves. 
If I want to eat at night, I just eat at night. It just is. There's no guilt before. There's no shame after. It just is. When we do that, we think clearer in all of the moments of our life and we start to value and love ourselves more, right? Because when you eat without saying, oh, you suck. Oh, why am I doing this? Oh, I'm going to regret this later. And you just decide not to regret just to own the decision, right? Not to make that decision mean anything about you as a person. You end up valuing yourself, giving yourself some space for self-understanding and self-acceptance, and then allowing your self-worth to increase and you to move forward. And then when the self-worth increases, like we said earlier, hmm, maybe your identity ends up shifting a little bit because you actually do love yourself. It's not a false facade. It's not you pretending to love yourself and pretending to be confident, pretending to love your body because we know we all do that, right? That body positivity movement, there's so much good meaning in it, but a lot of us take it in kind of a negative way. We try to like fake the confidence in it. This is that more holistic sense because if you truly loved yourself, you wouldn't really have to change it. You wouldn't have to feel guilty. You would just own it. And then as you own it, the funny thing about that is you end up making decisions like a person who actually values themselves, actually loves themselves, actually feels worthy. And in the health world, that might look like actually craving vegetables, maybe just not having a taste for food at night, only eating ice cream when you really want it. Maybe you go to sleep a little bit earlier and wake up a little bit earlier just because it feels good. But that's the key, right? That it's being, it's a natural response. It's a natural movement. And so that's what we kind of want to lean into or explore. If you haven't given yourself a chance to explore this yet is where in my life am I saying I can't have something until I change who I am, right? And why is that so resistant for me? Why is that so sticky? Is there a way, right? Getting kind of like creative and clever. Is there a way I can work with this characteristic of mine? For like for exercise, for example, mm, I don't want to run anymore in life. Like really, I rarely get the craving to run. I used to run a lot. Like I ran a couple marathons, several half marathons, like love to run, was running a lot every morning. And at one point that became an unhealthy obsession. But at this point in my life, like to be healthy, I don't want to run. And for a while this year, I wanted to do bar, like bar classes sounded so fun. And like there was a day about a week ago where I was like, bar sounds terrible. Like I have this membership and I do not want to go. I'm barely going anymore. I've been very into walking in the morning. Maybe, maybe I'll go to a dance class. Maybe I'll go into yoga. I don't know, but bar did not sound good. So I canceled my membership. Simple as that, right? We do not need to make ourselves do anything to feel or to be a certain way. Because the moment that we start doing that, we are subconsciously telling ourselves that we are wrong, we're doing something wrong, we're not good enough, this, that, and the other thing. And this couples into things like very nuanced things, which some of you might have experienced before, like when you feel an emotion. How many times have you felt anxious and then kind of started to freak out because you're like, why am I feeling anxious right now? Oh, like there's something like, why can't I get rid of these thoughts? I've heard from all of these personal development books and all of these podcasts I've listened to that negative thoughts are really bad and I need to learn to change my thoughts and I need to do this and I need to do that and I need to like, I need to be better, right? Like I just need to be better. And so we start like waging war on ourselves, and then the anxiety gets even bigger because you're like, oh my God. And then as the anxiety gets bigger, you get more stressed out 
And I've seen it happen with sadness too, right? Like if we're not familiar with sadness or we don't feel comfortable expressing sadness, we'll do the same thing. Like, why am I sad? Why can't I shake this feeling? Then the feeling gets bigger and you're like, oh, like, why is it still there? What am I doing wrong? There's something wrong with me. Dang it. And all of a sudden that sadness is like overwhelming. And you had that for like a whole week or a whole month and sometimes even more. And so much of that can be changed by just saying, oh, I'm sad right now. Oh, I'm anxious right now. Okay, I'm here for it. This is just part of me. There's nothing that anxiety or sadness says about me. This is just what it is right now. And just feeling through it, right? Understanding and accepting that everything that's coming at us is just another part of human life. We don't need to resist this, that, and the other thing. But we've been so conditioned to feel like everything that comes at us is wrong that a lot of us are like waging war on not just the situations in our life, but on ourselves on a moment to moment basis. And the more that we do that, the more problems we create, the more we're telling ourselves there's something wrong with us, the more confused we get because a lot of us haven't done the inner work to identify, huh, why is this happening in the first place, right? How do I actually like get into these patterns? Why am I doing these things? We don't have that understanding. We don't know how to change it. So then we get even more mad. And at the end of the day, we just end up with this really unhealthy and unexciting relationship with ourselves, where we feel like we need to make a thousand and one changes. And we're so sick and tired of living this way. We feel like we need them all now. And that feeling, that desperation to get to now But sitting in it anyway, but not actually accepting it, just continuing to judge every single action we take, say everything isn't good enough, make everything about us, make everything kind of mean something bad about us every time it isn't perfect in every area of our life, right? How many of you have like that beating up kind of mentality when it comes to your friends and your family and how well you're working out and your body and how much money you have and like how you showed up in the store today, right? Like that little checklist in the back of our head that says everything isn't good enough. And then by the end of the day, we just feel like worn out because we've been beating ourselves up. Moment to moment, we beat ourselves up. And so this idea of working with yourself, it's basically saying stop beating yourself up. Stop telling yourself that you are always wrong. What if you just decided to accept everything about you right now? Like what if for just one day or one week of your life, you made an effort to just accept the different parts of you? And when you found yourself judging yourself for what you're eating or what you're saying or what you're thinking or what you did, Or even how good you're doing at judging yourself, right? Because some of us definitely do that. We end up like taking these patterns and like making a meta. Well, then we just say, okay, I'm going to stop now. What would it look like to accept this? How can I actually sit in it? It's practice. It's like a muscle. We've talked about this with intuition as well, right? Like building your intuition is like a muscle. It takes practice. So how can you start to practice the act of true acceptance, true self-acceptance. A really good way to do this also is asking yourself, are there any people in my life that I do have that unconditional love for? So I know if you have a child, that's usually a really good one or a spouse that you're very close to or a good friend or a parent. A lot of those are really good examples for people to kind of focus on. 
but asking yourself, what does it look like for me to unconditionally love them? And do I do that with myself? Do I actually accept myself in the same way or do I like work with myself in the same way or am I constantly just telling me to change? I'm doing something wrong. I need to be better. There's something wrong with me. And that's where we want to change it, right? That's where we want to shift it. And when we shift that, that's where the feelings shift and the thoughts shift, right? When the thoughts change about how you see yourself, you look in the mirror and you don't have a bad body image day because you're like, oh, I love myself. It just is. And when you can look in the mirror and it just is, and you love yourself, then you start to feel differently about the day. When you guys have a good day and you look in the mirror, don't you feel amazing? Like you're ready to take on the world, right? And then you go to work and you're in a great mood and you sit down at your desk and you're like, oh, or you get in the car and you're like, oh, and life is just so good. And so when life is good, then we're more likely to do different actions, take different steps. When you take different steps, your environment starts to change. And so rerouting the process, kind of going back, ask yourself where in your life are you trying to change yourself and fight yourself? Where in your life are you telling yourself that you're not doing good enough? And is there any way or in what way can you actually just lean in and start to work with yourself? What can you do to help yourself accept who you are and where you are at right now? All right. So that is it for today's episode. I hope that you took something from that. And this is a really nice concept for you to kind of work to apply this week. If you have any questions, as always, send me a DM on Instagram. That is where I am available to chat. And I always love chatting and kind of seeing what comes up for you. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate it if you could please subscribe and share it to any of your friends and family who you think would benefit as well. And then rate and review the podcast if you enjoyed it. Always appreciate those and always appreciate all the support. Otherwise, I will see you next week for another episode and I will talk to you very soon. Enjoy your week. Bye.